welcome to Injected Podcast, where we are injecting positive vibes into all of our lives. Hiya. Hey, hi, welcome everyone. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and use the hashtag yeah, yeah. Injected Podcast on Twitter. Do that, please. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm Alexandra. I'm Diana. Welcome everyone. Yeah. How is everyone doing this week? I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> just surviving. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing. What's been good about my my week since I last recorded? Hmm. I've uh, been hella busy, haven't you? Yeah, I've just been busy. Like I haven't really had much time to just like relax, which is a bit annoying. But yeah, busy life. What about you? <laughs> I find it funny because it's like you're either busy or you have a weekend off, and when you have a weekend off, you're trying to be busy. To be fair, this was my weekend off, but I, I filled it with things. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to like keep yourself busy. Maybe it's just, I'm not good at keeping my mind still. Like if I'm indoors, it's like, what the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to do. I think it's more like you feel like you're wasting your weekend because you haven't got something planned. Maybe. Because yeah. yeah. I get that feeling. Because it's like, well, I should be doing something. It's the weekend. I'm not at work, so I should be doing something non-work related and yeah, be exactly. socializing and see yeah. people that I want to see kind of thing. It's true because you only get two days off and it's like, oh, I've got family, I've got friends, I've got like, you know, I, mm. I, I want to be sociable. And you like imagine a weekend indoors by yourself. Like I, I just couldn't. I mean, they're, they're not too bad. Mm, I don't know. But like when you used to live on your own, was mm-hmm. it not too bad? Yeah, because I used to have how many? All most of my weekends I didn't have, especially when I first moved mm. to London. Like most of my weekends I didn't have because I, I didn't know anyone. I didn't have any friends. And it was like, mm. yeah. Okay. So most of my weekends was just like me, just kind of in my flat, binge watching stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. How was your weekend this weekend? weekend? What did you get up to? Um, what did I do? I can't remember. Well, somehow I managed to catch a cold. There was like outside my building, they had like a grand unveiling of the building or whatever. Mm. Um, and they had like a load of free food. So, <laughs> like, yeah. So I went and got free food, and I was waiting for pizza. Mm. And um, like yeah, and I think I think I managed to catch a cold because it was like we were waiting outside in the cold for this pizza. Yeah, and it was just like we're just waiting for ages, waiting for this pizza. But um, that and then just so... saw family on Sunday. Yeah, oh, nice. I love free yeah, food. Yeah. I haven't had free I food like in free a while. Well. If anyone wants to buy me some free food, you're more than welcome. Buy you free food. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's free for you, but obviously yeah. for me, it's more like if anyone wants to pay for food for you, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. It's not the same if the food is free and they're getting it for you. I don't think it I no. don't feel like that has the same effect. No, that that just that yeah. It's not what I want. <laughs> I want someone to buy me food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my weekend was chill though. That was that was about it. Oh, and went bowling on Friday. That was nice. that was fun. I haven't done bowling yeah. in ages. Yeah, I was just like, I wanna do something chill. And that's just like yeah, cheap and cheerful, but mm. just doing something. I just didn't want to 
like yeah just doing something yeah bowling on friday and that was fun and then watched yeah saturday literally oh for fuck's sake sorry my nose ring has just fallen out my nose (sighs) anyway and i've just painted my nails so i can't like pick anything up anyway um yeah so like saturday and then i watched like three harry potter movies Mm. um yeah (laughs) It is that season, isn't it? Like winter just reminds yeah. me, autumn reminds me of Harry Potter. Yeah, you just want to watch them all. But um, yeah, yes, yeah, so that was fun. Nice. I feel like if they remade Harry Potter, mm. I think it would be good if they did it as a series. What with the same characters? Like, not well, obviously the same characters because it's books and the same actors. Sorry. But no, because the, the actors are too old. I I think they, they should remake it with different people. Oh, obviously. different people. Yeah, but I feel like if they remade Harry Potter, they should do it as a series, and each season is a book. Um, I don't really know what I think of that. Is it? Is that I not a like waste that, of time? Why would it be a waste of time? Because it's the same story, and we've all seen the story. So, they remade series of unfortunate events. Oh, I didn't watch that either. Um. Yeah, the new one was good though. Hmm. Wait, was but that yeah, on Netflix? Yeah, same story, but yeah, it's on Netflix. It was really oh, good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. I feel like it would work in the set because, like, say, um, say, because in the films, there's so much that gets missed out of the books. Mm. There's so much explanation that isn't quite there in the films. Things don't make sense. Um. Yeah, and I feel like if it was a series, like each book was a season and it was a series, there'll be so much that would that would get put in. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There'd be more explanation and things would be a bit more accurate to the books as well. Mm. I just think like there's so much into it. Um, yeah. Don't you think that people will be like, oh, wokeism, because they'll, they'll make Hermione a black girl. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think I don't know if they would make her a black girl because I don't like as much as they keep as J.K. Rowling loves to come and incorporate her her hot takes afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Hermione was not black in the books. I'm sorry, like please don't come to me. Hermione was not black in the books because there are some black characters which you can tell that they're black. Like Dean Thomas, you knew he was black, and they cast him as black. Do Mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Um, Also, Angelina Johnson, she was black. They cast her as black. Zephaniah. And I don't know his last name. Zephaniah in the mm. books, he you could tell he was black, and they cast him as black in the film. So I'm sorry, like J.K. Rowling can come with a hot taste. Yeah, Hermione, Hermione could have been black, you know. But I'm sorry, like if Hermione was black, then J.K. Rowling, I think that you're racist because you described her as having bushy hair. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not go there. Let's not go there. Yeah, <laughs> bushy's better than nappy. Imagine she said nappy hair. <laughs> I know, but then, like, if she said nappy hair, then there would be no, then there would be nothing to say because then it would be like, okay, yeah, she's black. And also, <laughs> nappy, yeah, I feel like nappy is more of a word that's used in the black community. Yeah, it is. I don't think white people ever really use that. Yeah, they wouldn't have thought of nappy. No, no. Unless it's more kind of American, and it's more Americanized as well. Mm. I feel like nappy is because, like, yeah, growing true. up, I never got told I had nappy hair. No, like, I just heard it. I heard it through the media and even through songs. Yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah, it's, it's more I feel like it's more an, an American American term. Mm. Um but yeah, so 
yeah, I don't think Hermione Granger, she wasn't black. They could they could make her black. I don't care who they cast the people as anyway. They could cast Harry Potter mm-hmm. as black. I think it would, but I think if they were to do a remake, I think it would work as a, as like a Netflix series. That would be cool. Yeah. Mm. But is Harry Potter, what is Harry Potter? It's not Disney, is it? No, it's Warner Bros. Warner Bros. I wonder if, do they put their stuff on Netflix? Maybe they do. The films aren't on. No, the films have never been on Netflix. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, but obviously, like, the series and the films would be not, not, yeah. there wouldn't be this linked at all, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, have you watched Married at First Sight, the last episode? I haven't watched it yet. Ugh, I couldn't be bothered. I'm just like, I went to start <laughs> watching the last... I went to start watching the last ones and I was just like, I can't be bothered to watch this. Like, they're boring me now and I, I don't care. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah I'm kind of curious, I think I'm though, over it. who's together still. But I, I feel don't like think we'll I'm know. curious. I heard, I, yeah, I heard, I heard, I don't think any of them are going to break up on in that commitment ceremony yeah. anyway. Mm. So I'm kind of like, yeah. Except the ones I we feel, know that have already broken up yeah who broke up before i don't think anyone's going to be breaking up now and i heard that thomas and adrian are still together apparently that's what i've heard so it's kind of like well i can't be bothered to watch yeah yeah and they well the last episode i watched they broke up so yeah they did Uh, what have I been watching? I watched. Um, I've been. I've finished. Um, The Watcher on Netflix. Oh my okay. god! I watched that actually. Like that was my downtime recently, mm-hmm. and it's. Re- I would recommend it. I haven't actually seen any reviews yet, but personally, I'd recommend it. Like it's a thriller. It reminds yeah. me a bit of American Horror Story, um, but it's creepy. It's very creepy. Um, I don't like it when they like when they advertise psychological thrillers when they're more like horrors i feel like because there's not like any gore it's not really considered like maybe it is considered a horror i'm just talking about it for myself like i I feel like it is a little bit horry a little bit thrillery like there's not blood or anything like that but there's there's a bit like of a strange psychological element but it's more of like a mystery and a drama as well Mm. so um, it's it's quite good. I really, yeah, I've enjoyed watching it and the characters are good. And at the end, like there's a lot of twists and stuff and that I couldn't have predicted. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And the main guy, I think he's so paying. What was he in that I fancied him from? Do you think? Yeah. In, was it Mole the Cop? Old one. He was like the horrible man in Mole Cop. Hang on. <laughs> is, is he old? He's like, oh yeah, he was I in don't that. Know. He, he looked old to me. Bobby, I, saw, I've saw the, I saw the trailer. Yeah. Bobby Cannavale, him. Yeah, I think he's, he's so sexy. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. Oh my God, he's 52. Shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I fancy him. But yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Um, okay. And what else have I watched? I've watched, oh, I've been watching my reality TV, like Towie, The Only Way is Essex. Mm. And um, you know Pete Wicks? No, Mm-mm. he's the guy with like the tattoos, and he's on like a lot of reality TV shows. He's in like his mid thirties, but he's trying to like get with 
like a girl that's like 21, 22 on Taui. And I just find that a bit odd. Like I feel like that age yeah. range is weird because he's actually like going for her. He's making the moves and stuff and he, he makes a lot of sexual in- innuendos. And I just thought, hmm, something's not right. Something seems a bit odd. Yeah. What do you want I from feel her? Like, do, you, do you feel like, cause you know, like with Love Island and that, do you feel like mm. age differences are different in like white communities? Um, what like Gemma and Luca? Like, yeah, like but Gemma and Luca obviously were a little bit closer, but it's yeah. still just like if you're in your thirties and but you're going for someone who is early twenty, mm. like that's just seems like well that's weird. I don't think I'd like, and that's not to say obviously a ten year age gap isn't bad, but. I feel like it's not bad once you've reached your mid twenties, mm. not not when you're in your early twenties. Yeah, I agree with that because like early twenties, your brain is still not fully developed either. It's just like you are still growing, and you're obviously just, always growing, but your brain isn't it's fully like formed. You're at completely different stages of your life. Yeah, like, and that in my early twenties, it's like okay, probably ju- you just come out of education, trying to figure out what you're doing with yourself. This person, obviously everything is going to seem very impressive from someone who is 10 years older because Mm. they've got their life, they should have their life together. They should have their job that's stable. They would be able to afford to take you on dates. Whereas everybody in their early 20s can't really afford that kind of thing. Yeah. And it just seems a bit like groomy. That's Because they're completely different stages of life. Yeah, and you know, like the whole Leonardo DiCaprio effect, where it's like older men go, like most most of them find women that are younger. Like if you look at the mm. kind of age bracket, the age like scale, the older a man gets, yeah, gradually he starts to find older women attractive, but he never finds women women attractive on the same scale or uh, that are at the same scale as them. So uh, a sixty year old man isn't going to look at a sixty year old woman and think, oh, this is the most attractive age. It will be like. 10 years younger or something like that there's this interesting scale on online somewhere maybe it's yeah. not true but like you'd see that reflected because even in movies they always cast the wife of the husband to be a lot younger in the james bond movies yeah. like the protag- uh, the roman romantic like lead or whatever she's always a lot younger than james bond and it's just odd and it makes me feel a bit ill yeah. and i feel like it kind of like is reflected in real life sometimes as well because it's like why would you a man in your mid thirties be interested in someone in their early twenties. They've just come out of their teenage years, and they've probably yeah. not had many boyfriends, not that many sexual experiences. It just seems very, very icky to me. But, but even in that case, because I feel like that whole lack of experience kind of thing mm. partially is like is partially like the reason why, yeah, like the draw, yeah. because because it's more of like. Okay, they have lack of experience. They haven't been um so like I'm their first experience and I can show them all of these things mm. kind of thing and they'll be drawn to it more because they're not it's kind of it's like it's like they don't have the street smarts yet to kind mm. of look out for those red flags and also they're in a position where they can have more control over that person as well yeah. because of that age disparity. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, yeah, I just thought this is a bit. Yeah, yeah. You see it on Taui as well with this girl. Um, oh, what's her name? I forgot her name, but she is oh Ella. She's like 
very much a girl in her early 20s. Like she doesn't come across as like mature for her age. She gets into like catty mm. arguments with people. And she also, like the way that they speak around each other, it's constant sexual innuendos. You wouldn't know that they actually get on and have things in common because it's just constantly like sexually yeah. driven, their conversations. And he kind of, he's controlling it as well because he called her at first like, his um, special friend and now he's calling her something else and it's like why are you naming her like he's he's in full control of the situation like he's keeping her at like oh um, we're going to be friends but I'm actually going to lead you on with what I'm doing and saying and then potentially like manipulate her and her because he's using her for sex I cannot see this guy being interested in in any sort of relationship with her because she's so much younger and she they from what it seems they don't have much in common yeah And it's like, but then as well, do you find like some people in relationships, they like it when they don't have anything in common with them because it's like, they don't actually want to talk to them. They don't want (laughs) to actually have any kind of relationship with them. So yeah, someone who doesn't have anything in common. Some people like are just like in relationships for convenience and not because they actually want a life partner. It's like, oh, well, they do the cooking, they do the cleaning, they'll look after the kids and it's fine. Just like, just like the whole conversation about when, um, what was it when men talk about women as like kind of they're there to kind of like look pretty they're there to just be a housewife yeah. kind of thing they're yeah. like just similar in that sense it's like oh you don't have to have anything in common with women because they don't know and even though I mean what I want to say the argument of men not men not being able to be friends with women oh god they don't, don't. They don't know how to talk to women they don't know how no. to how to be friends with women and how to have a conversation so they're used to it's fine if they don't have anything in common with them yeah because they're not trying true. to have anything in common because they don't think that women can be they could be mates with women yeah I, I honestly find that crazy when people say oh men and women can't be friends it's like at your grown age what you're saying you've never had a female friend and why have you not had a female friend like that's fucking weird We're, like it's, they don't it's like 50 50 in this country like men and women and you know there's non-binary people too but like men and women it's evident that you can be friends i just i find it so odd i think what it is is that you got you got people who don't know how to speak well okay say say if we if i just talk about in the sense of men you got men who don't know how to speak to women mm. and actually think of them as anything other than you're you're a member of the opposite sex so we would be having sex yeah so they like don't you're know, a sexual object yeah they don't know kind of like any other way to refer to women other than that mm. and i think that's what part of that problem is with when men don't men can't physically cannot see women as being friends because it's like well what would i yeah. talk to a woman about if we're not going to be having sex mm-hmm. like that that kind of weird yeah which is very weird that kind of weird logic yeah yeah it must be like rooted in some sort of misogyny or like some sort of like historical misogyny because it's like you can imagine because women didn't have any rights we were just seen as objects Mm. like you're you're here to like bring up the family you're here to um you know you're not you're not actually a part of like the friendship circles so you're you're here for a purpose whereas like now in 2022 
a lot of us have mixed friendship groups. I don't know about your parents, but my parents, like, they had mixture, like, of friends. And I could kind of... <laughs> Sorry. I'm what? laughing because my parents don't have friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then you've got family. Like, aren't, aren't your family close? Yeah, family-wise, yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's like, my dad is kind of, like... My dad has lots of, like, female friends. Mm. And then a lot of his friends are like my mother's relatives. Yeah. Okay. Which is better than like, yeah. So I don't know, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Some people like, I guess like for me growing up, I could see that men and women could be friends because my dad had female friends. My mom has male friends. So like it's, it's common sense. But I think to some people, if they live in very like traditional households or their parents don't really get along or they, they don't live with both of their parents, they probably haven't seen it so much. So they don't really mm-hmm. know how to even socialize with, with people. Um, you know, yeah. it, it's kind of weird, but... Ugh, these arguments you still see them online oh, can we, and even me like I had this in person the other <laughs> the other day like mm-hmm. someone invited me out for a drink and then they started arguing with me about this <laughs> about if men and women can be friends I was like I'm actually not participating like I can't like, <laughs> I just can't why, why are you arguing what was funny about that interaction was that they were arguing with you about that and but then they had a female friend there yeah, yeah. So essentially what happened is I went on a date with someone. They invited me out for like a random spontaneous drink and they were with a colleague and that colleague was a girl. So I turned up, guy and girl together. I I was like, cool, like I'm not in love with the guy. I don't really care. I'm just here for a drink. I'm here, you know, just to have a quick drink. And then um, he he's just started talking about Oh, let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. And he was obviously very drunk. And he was like, "Can men and women be friends?" Because I don't think they can. He he proceeds to say that when he's sitting next to his female colleague, who is his friend. Actually, she was an ex colleague, so she'd come to see him and like yeah. the area like that they worked in and stuff. And I just thought, how weird. And I was like, I, I didn't say anything, but the girl piped up and she was like, "But me and you are friends." And he was like, "No, we're not friends. We respect each other, but we're not friends." Um, <laughs> Like, because he said, because really, he he literally said, because I think you're an attractive woman. And uh, he said something like, oh, and you probably think I'm attractive. And she's like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you're a good looking guy, but I don't fancy you. And he was like, yeah, I don't fancy you either. And I was just sitting here, the third wheel, like, oh my God, what have I walked into? What the (laughs) fuck is this? (laughs) That's weird. And, And I was just like, look, like, this is just strange. And then I walked off. Um, not in a strop, but I, I just made an excuse that I had to go home. And then his um, he called me afterwards, and he was like, "Oh, the female friend he was with said that like you looked uncomfortable. I'm really sorry." And I was just like, "Look, it's yeah, not that deep. Is, though, I just find it weird." Yeah, like, what the thing is though is that that guy has no emotional intelligence <laughs> because <laughs> the thing is the fact that like afterwards his colleague was like to him, "Look." I'm look you bringing all of this up she looked uncomfortable like and for him to call you up and say that she said that like yeah where's the intelligence behind anything because she was helping him out by saying look the girl you just invited left left early clearly she wasn't she wasn't feeling the vibe clearly Mm. like you're talking about these things and these things are weird conversations I was trying to help you but you were you were just digging yourself a hole, and um, to the point where she afterwards told him that for him to call you and say, "Oh yeah, she said that you looked uncomfortable." 
Ugh. Like clearly, where there's no emotional intelligence on his part. Like, and and yeah. this is, again, this is the thing. We can tell that you don't have female friends <laughs> because <laughs> because that whole interaction yeah. when you got, you've gone and been told by a woman, look, she looked uncomfortable. You invited her here and then proceeded to want to talk about these types of things when yeah. she's someone that you're tr- you're potentially trying to date. And now I'm here as your female colleague, yeah. you know, as a friend. There's mm. nothing between us for for you to then be saying that you that that I must find you attractive and you <laughs> must find me attractive. Like, come on now, you know, yeah. like that's an awkward situation. It's so awkward, and I was just thinking, and he read didn't the read room. the room. Yeah, like honestly, that that like I I didn't fancy him that much anyway. But when um that happened, I just thought honestly, like first of all, he was off-putting. drunk, like a bit too drunk, where it was like shut yeah. up stop talking and then second of all that happened I was like ew like you're like a big child you're you're like a teenager in a man's body <laughs> yeah and why is it like I, what I don't get as well why men like to have these conversations because they want they want to have these conversations like it's like they want to have awkward conversations to be like oh yeah hot take what do you yeah, think and, takes, and then I'm gonna argue why you're wrong yeah, this whole I idea, I'm gonna argue down why you're why you're incorrect. I don't know if he wanted to be affirmed with what he was saying, and he wanted me to be like, yeah, I agree. Because um, then, to be fair, if if not not to be fair, but if he did say, if he did expect me to agree with him, then that's a fucking red flag in itself because it makes me think, oh, you're mm. clingy. Like, oh, half of my friends are mouths. So, like, what's what yeah. what's that going to be about? Like, are you gonna are you gonna not be comfortable with me having mouth friends because you're thinking we're sleeping with each other? Because that's another reason why, like men will have these conversations I want to judge if you do have a lot of male friends yeah because they they don't think men and women can be friends kind of thing honestly like I, I I find it weird that they think well if I find you attractive and you find me attractive that means that there's always going to be sexual attention it's like I can find anyone attractive and I don't want to sleep with them like I could I can yeah. look at someone and think oh you're a nice looking man but that doesn't mean I want to jump into bed with them but with guys is it just like that guys like this do they just want to jump into bed with anyone anyone that you know has like nice teeth <laughs> or like <laughs> nice hair like, or something it's weird I guess if they're looking at all women as sexual objects then yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> and these are the same men that don't that don't know what they're doing in bed as well. So like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, something that just just from stuff that I've been up to. Yeah, like, do you find Black History Month tiring? Because you're tired. I'm tired, but it's like basically what it is is that. So many events get get crammed into this one month, mm. and like you have all of these. There's a lot of events happening, a lot of free events, a lot of you know, a lot of things, a lot of you know, trying to do networking, trying to do this, trying to do that, you know, trying to make. And I'm trying to make the most of all of like the free resources and stuff like that. Mm. But it's just like oh, every week event, it's a lot. <laughs> Every um, week, like hearing about black like, excellence, oh, it's a right. lot. Like it's great. It's great hearing about it, and mm. it's it's very inspiring. But it's like, 
all the time inspired. Now, what do I do with this inspiration? Because right now I'm tired. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. But so you just, you feel tired because of the amount that's going on or you feel tired at the quality of like the things going oh, on? Oh no, I'm, everything, everything has been amazing quality. Like everything okay. has been A1. Yeah. Well, I'm tired. I'm like physically tired because it's mm. like, I'm trying to make the most of like the events that are on listening to all these talks, listen to so many inspirational mm. people. And yeah, again, it's just like, it's tiring because it's like, okay, I've listened to all the inspiration. Now I'm so inspired, but I'm too tired <laughs> to do anything with this inspiration because I got another yeah. event on next week. You know, do you know what I mean? And mm. it's like, okay, now how do I network? Now, how do I do this? And really yeah. try my best to make the most of it. And I'm hoping that just every year I improve a little bit more, <laughs> kind of thing, you know, like, that's but yeah, good just a and lot is I, happening. Yeah, but I what, say, what I'm finding is because everything is crammed into the one month, though. That's yeah. what my issue is. Yeah, yeah. But are these things that you're going to, are they run by black people or run by white people? They're run by black people. Everything is run by so black why people. Can't That's why they, I've been like, going. Why can't they acknowledge that there's like a market for doing these things outside of the one month and then just continue? Like, surely now it's like, look, we've been running some good good events. Let's spread this them out. I mean. <laughs> Like, this is what I mean, but like, it's like, it's just all, it's like, cause a lot of these events have been like, kind of, they're like they have some of how I'll have other events throughout the year, but I feel like a lot of mm-hmm. these events, you know, that you can tell that they've been planned properly and they've gone through everything properly. And then it's like, okay, yeah. October is the time that we put the event on. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just, it's it's a lot yeah i don't feel so tired this year because i haven't actually booked onto many events um but one thing that i am kind of tired on i've realized now like everywhere i go every workplace i go to it's like i end up on the diversity and inclusion group and now i've mm-hmm. kind of decided my days are done with that like <laughs> it's actually so, okay like firefighting a fire that just doesn't ever can it stop can burning. i ask a question yeah. So you have a diversity and inclusion group. That do you, but do you have like a black employee group? No, I don't think so. They, I don't. I don't. So, actually, no. There is. There is. Um. There is a group, but I'm not part of it. So can't the diversity like? Wouldn't you have more fun being in the black employee group than a diversity and inclusion? Because diversity and inclusion means yeah. you have to be fighting a fight of like having being diverse and including everyone. Yeah. Whereas black. The black employee group would be like, okay, yeah, you can go along to the fun events and stuff. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually gonna note that down and try and remember that because there are there is a group actually that I do want to join. Um, but I did actually submit an application. They didn't get back to me, but I'll, I'll do it again. Um, but yeah, like being part of the diversity inclusion group, I've just realised now that it's. Like, I, I don't really get what I want from it. As in, like, yeah, I'll, I'll keep banging on about I need, I'd like coaching, I'd like mentoring, I'd like to gain more leadership skills, etc. But they never do anything about it. That It might be like, oh, yeah. apply for this. And then I'll get assigned, like, a mentor that I have nothing in common with or that doesn't email me or whatever. Like, I, I need, to, like, some consistency. And I'm not ever going to get that from a diversity inclusion group whose priority is just talking about, oh, let's put on some fun workshops so that people can learn about race and so that people can yeah. learn about disabilities. Because it's, like, um, it's like diversity and inclusion is all about teaching people 
Yeah, literally, it's just about teaching white people. It's not even catered towards, yeah. oh, let's help our black staff and our, our you know, um, staff from marginalized backgrounds. It's literally always about, oh, what can white people learn so we make them less ignorant? And it's just, it's yeah. boring. Because <laughs> to be honest, that's what diversity and inclusion is. It's like, oh, let's teach these people who aren't, who are who are of the so-called majority. Let's teach them. Yeah. Um, on how not to be ignorant, basically. Yeah, literally. Whereas I feel like when being in part of like a kind of a black, a black network, rather than focusing on how to teach people, you're looking at, you're looking at things that will be progress. fun for yeah, you as fun. a black person. Not, not even progress. It's like, because it's going to be stuff that's catered towards black people. It's not about, no, you know, but I mean can, career you, progress rather than like an organization's progress, but like individual well, people's you, careers. Well, I guess, but I don't know. Depend. It depends because, like, I say, because I was saying, in the sense of the Black Employee Network in my um company, they're like, like they put on socials and stuff, and we'll put yeah. on kind of like um of like yeah so we'll have socials and stuff where we can and it's just all more about kind of seeing and getting to know more black people in the business and then just having a place where you can socialize and having a place where okay you're around other black people and in that sense and it's less about kind of always being about just work and in that case that might even be a space where you could potentially find a mentor for yourself rather than it being but then you can actually kind of kind of establish those relationships yourself rather than it being mm. like Forced, I'm looking for yeah. this and they can't find it for me yeah that's um, so true that's so true um yeah I think I'll, I'll definitely look into it but yeah that's not yeah. specifically about Black History Month Black History Month this year I haven't actually done much at all I've watched like my movies that I wanted to watch and mm. cooked a bit of Caribbean food and that's kind of it for me. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to we're going to a Black History Month event, me and you. Yeah. So that's part of it too. But other yeah. than that, yeah, I'm chilling. I just feel like I've just been doing so much. Um yeah, and I'm trying to go to the the Vamp brunch tomorrow. Oh, that'll be so um, fun. Well, or ch- well, Tuesday, um, because you guys will be listening after. Um yeah, so I'm trying to be like, okay, I need to be in the zone to network. I need to not be ill. Um, just yeah. be yourself. <laughs> like, be yourself um, and I know, you'll be but fine. Myself, myself just gets a very, you know, like I'm tired. It's just like, I just get very tired mm. and, and then I'm just like, oh, I'm done with socializing now. Maybe <laughs> have like a few shots before you go in. <laughs> oh no, I'm not drinking. I can't do that. <laughs> no, I'm already, I'm already ill. No. Mm. I'm good. I'm good. Cause as well, cause like me having shots don't make me any more sociable. It's just like <laughs> it's just that I just get tired and it's just like, okay, I just don't want to talk to anyone anymore. I'm just not mm. I'm just not the most sociable person. I feel like it's very draining for me to be sociable because I'm I'm quite because I'm in I'm introverted, I find it very mm. draining to talk to to try and talk to people because it's a lot of effort for me to actually put on that kind of to put on my sociable mask it's a lot of effort yeah yeah for me to do that and to actually get myself in the frame of mind for me to be trying to chat to different people Mm. but yeah 
because I feel like that's why I find I find networking to be like the hardest thing for me really um yeah like I still don't know if I'm doing it right well I don't I don't know if I am doing it right Mm. I don't feel like I'm I'm meeting people I don't feel like I'm meeting the right people I don't feel like I'm keeping in touch with anyone yeah I just find it really difficult what do you normally do say if you're in a room and you want to network like what is your first move like what what do you normally do I wait for someone to chat to me really (laughs) yeah I'm just not good at approaching people Mm. um yeah I'm just not I'm just not good at approaching people I don't I and I don't know kind of how to start a conversation sometimes Mm. um and a lot of time I I just like because I like keeping to myself and like listening to what's going on yeah um yeah I find it hard going around trying to connect with people and trying to talk to them and stuff like that but yeah Mm. I find what helps with stuff like that um not like I do it loads but it's finding like a couple allies in the room like because finding people that are also on their own kind of similar age who look like you'll probably get on with them and then just chatting with them and then <laughs> this is what I do it's probably not the right thing to do but then be like oh, okay who do you want to network with who do you want <laughs> who do you want to chat to and then setting little missions mm-hmm. like oh let's go chat to this person or if you know this person introduce me to this person um, but it's easier said than done like and I don't really like doing it I do it when I'm drunk but <laughs> but um yeah like I feel like that works that when you have like one or two people that you kind of know of or that you kind of get to know a little bit and then just mm-hmm. kind of tagging along with them and then making the most of them <laughs> yeah yeah because it's like I do the because to be honest the hardest bit is just getting up and going places like I have no problem mm. just getting up and going and going places by myself but then it's just after a while it's just the socialising bit it's just like okay mm. yeah and like I, I don't really know what questions to be asking people and stuff but yeah but then I yeah I don't know I get what I take things from things but it's just the networking mm. part that I find really difficult Mm. I think people as well they like to talk about personal things so like yeah children hobbies um like tv shows and you could talk for ages about tv shows (laughs) yeah true that's true but then you're not really getting about like what they do in it so then you can get that after networking in it um I guess you could see their name tag, like what what their job is or whatever, or <laughs> yeah, ask them that first, and then if you don't like the sound of the job, walk away. Bless <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I'm just finding October tiring, and I feel mm. like I feel like this every year, you know. It's because the season changes, doesn't it? Like the weather changes; yeah. it's dark and colder, and I'm still trying to go out. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And people catch colds. Like everyone I know has had a cold. I was doing so well not getting one. And then now I've got mm. one. Because as well, I had one when it was my birthday. So it's just like, oh yeah. Why is this here? Why again? again? Yeah. Literally. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We've got some news, news a bit. Yeah, we've got a couple news bits. So coming up first, <laughs> um, Channel 4 did an investigation into um, like Shein and their factories okay. and stuff. Um, and it's a new investigation. We all knew that Shein was kind of like an um, unethical 
fast fashion yeah. company that everyone um, seems to get their best bits from. So I'm just reading this article. Um, mm-hmm. A new Channel 4 documentary is set. Also, I, oh, it hasn't come out yet, but it's set to uncover the truth behind the fast, fastest growing fashion brand on the planet. She in a fastest growing mm-hmm. fashion brand um, with a recent valuation of 84 billion pounds. Fucking wow. hell. Jesus Christ. But hosted by a journalist, um, she looks inside um, the Shein factories as an undercover worker and um, discovers like that the workers, they're like rarely given days off. They have like one day off a week and um, they work 40 hours a week. Um, and oh, no, 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 no. They work over 40 hours a week, which is against the law. Um 8 a.m. starts and finish early hours of the morning. Which imagine fucking doing that. Where just where sp- are the where are the factories based? In China. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting documentary because it just like the images that I'm seeing online just mm-hmm. seem really gross uh, around how the workers are treated, um, oh, wow. and it it makes you think: Will people actually? Um, make any sort of changes in their um well no consuming habits yeah <laughs> every time documentaries like this come out you know we've had boohoo we've had asos we've mm. had amazon and everybody yeah. still shops there and especially like it's convenience especially we're in a cost of living crisis like mm-hmm. the thing yeah. is like fast fashion is always going to make money because people don't people don't have money to be spending on on you know on a high end higher end brands you know like mm-hmm. yeah they're always gonna make money yeah it's it's true and um and it's a shame yeah it's a shame but, but it's like we've we've said and and even like when you hear kind of um aj is it aj barber yeah, Aja. Yeah, Aj. Yeah, yeah. She um, she always talks on how like, at the end of the day, fashion and even even ethical fashion is not going to be cheap. Like she talks mm. on it, it's not going to be cheap because it's ethical. That's why it's not cheap because people are being paid. So that's why it's yeah. not cheap, you know. And uh, and this is the reason why fast fashion keeps keeps going. Um. Yeah. 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 And even consuming things in the world we live in now, like people say consuming things isn't ethical and it won't be ethical because there's no ethical systems in place really because the planet is dying. (laughs) And if we keep having things, buying things that are being created just for like, for a short, we only need something for a short time. Like think, Mm -hmm. I, I was thinking this the other day, like there must be so many beds and like mattresses in the world that are created and people like throw them away or like give them away or whatever. And people are constantly buying new new things. Like the, the most basic things that ever well, a lot of people have in their homes. People are constantly buying new things, buying new things and shops are constantly putting stuff on the shelves. And it's like, mm-hmm. we actually have too much stuff. Like there is just stuff everywhere and there is just dumps full of, full of piles of things that are taking mm-hmm. years and years to like disintegrate. And it's, it is, it is kind of scary because like I'm not going to stop buying things because I want to buy yeah. things and like it is it is to do down to people's like pleasure like people enjoy purchasing things and even like 
with documentaries, like what you just said, we see these kind of documentaries come out and again and again. And the same with like um, documentaries on like animal agriculture. People see that over and over again and know that animals are dying for their food, but people like choose the pleasure over the animal's life because that's people's pleasure just comes naturally to them and mm. um and convenience as well convenience is definitely a big thing and, and constantly cost. yeah yeah and then even like above that seeing fucking palm oil documentaries and it's like i'm not gonna stop i'm not gonna stop consuming palm oil like i'm sorry i'm not i'm, I'm just mm. not and when everything is made out of it yeah, exactly. And it, it just becomes so hard. But like with stuff like this, where it's like, it's clear that people are being exploited, you'd think that people might change their, their minds. But because Sheehan is so conven- uh, convenient. Why is it that it's always down to the consumer who has to change their mind and it's the consumer yeah. who has to stop doing things? At the end of the day, it's like, it's the consumer isn't the one who put the, um, the, who put the unethical practices into place. Mm. Like, I know, okay, I understand that. Yeah, well, our money is what's driving it. But when people can't afford things and people still want that small bit of pleasure, like what are they going to do? They're going to buy from Primark. They're going to buy from Shein. Like, you know, you're you're not going to then... Oh, yeah, okay, Shein, bad practices. So, okay, I'm going to spend money in, um, you know, in boutique brands that are 10 times as the price Mm -hmm. kind of thing because people don't have the income the disposable income for that yeah it's so true and it's just it's it's just a shame that all of these documentaries come about and they always just want to blame consumers and it's like why is there never any blame on these corporations on the ceos why are they never going to prison and like even Mm. i was watching um navara media today and they were talking about um the water companies because all the water companies yeah. went private in like 1989 or something and mm. um they're all dumping sewage into the rivers and streams Disgusting. and the sea across the uk and it's all illegal everything they're doing is illegal yeah but they're not going to prison yeah so like, like why the, the water companies have become private we are paying how much money for water just to just to use running water in our home, we pay how much money because the water mm. companies are private. Um, for them to be dumping sewage into rivers and lakes and seas and stuff like that, you know, like yeah. every summer when these Britons have small small heat wave and they want to be they want to be doing up swimming in the rivers in this UK, they're dumping your sewage in there, mate. Like it's true. And, it's so but true. then these but then these CEOs and whatever they're getting paid, like. 2.3 billion or 7 million or whatever they're being paid all this money but then but they they're doing illegal things by dumping sewage like yeah yeah what I is our even... money going to we can't boycott pay, paying our water bills do you know what true. i mean so what is our water going what is our money going to mm. i was even watching um speak a bit about this later but um an interview of one of the like climate protesters from today and they mm said something like <clears throat> these were the people on the bridge we'll speak about that later but um they said that we're not coming down from this bridge until the government promises to do this this and that about oil blah 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 blah. but then they said um the governments around the world are actually vandalizing the planet and i was thinking mm. that's such an interesting way of putting it because they are vandal- like you can get in yeah. trouble for vandalizing like 
public property and things like that. But you, they're literally vandalizing the water, yeah, like the the soil. They're vandalizing everything, and mm-hmm. there's no sort of consequences for that. And I, f- I find that really interesting. Like, I hadn't really even thought about that before. But they're literally destroying the planet, but they can get away with it with no sort of prison time or yeah. anything, and they're in full control. And it's it's really messed up. Exactly. Exactly. It's disgusting. Mm. But ooh, I feel like I don't know. I feel like these documentaries they need to stop focusing so much on us as consumers and start actually calling mm. for people to be arrested that are high up. I don't think it's fair to be blaming everything on a consumer. Yeah. Like if you put some put some consequences in place and then maybe Maybe those, maybe these companies won't be making so much money. Maybe you know what you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, put some consequences in place because when they're because when we're provided with something, people are going to buy. People are going to put their money there. Do you know what Mm. I mean? It's like what what you what you don't see don't hurt you. It's that kind of thing. It's that kind of mentality. So and obviously, okay, we'll see this documentary one time, but people aren't going to stop spending buying buying from there because it's cheap and it's convenient it's true and i feel like under capitalism as well there's always going to be elements of exploitation in um like the way that the workers are treated and the people at the top will always earn the most money Mm. but like and i'm not saying that there's any fair way to do like what live in a capitalist system but like at least be paying them enough like and at least be giving them their basic like workers rights and human rights Mm. like like me and you we're kind of exploited due to like the way that our systems work like we we should not be sitting in front of a computer for like nine or what however many hours it is a day because my eyes are going to be fucked like my eyes mm. i will not be able to see properly <clears throat> because i've sacrificed that for work my back is probably fucked because i'm sitting down so much so we are being exploited in like small ways but these people they're they're working like seven days a week. That just makes no sense. Like it's yeah. so, so wrong. And it is definitely the higher up people in the company that need to be um, prosecuted. Like it's, yeah, exactly. it's crazy. And like, how is there meant to be any kind of change or reform when you're not trying to change the people who are doing basically yeah, yeah. <clears throat> driving this, like doing a slave drive basically. Literally. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um. But anyway, next topic, you will have seen if you're from the UK that there is a new Met Police chief who, um, I don't even know, who is this guy? Sir Mark (laughs) Rowley or Rowley. um, And he is the head of police for the Met in London. And Mm. um, this is from the Voice newspaper. They've essentially said... And there's other articles about this too, that um, the Met Police, the new commissioner, he's refused to have, well, he turned down a meeting um, with uh, with black police officers who wanted to talk about um, racism and tackling racism and making it a top oh, priority. <laughs> the Black Poli- uh, Police Association to great, tried to book start, it. He? Yeah, and he was like, nah, not today. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Like Chris and mm. Dick resigned because had to resign. <laughs> yeah, because she she said that the police that the Met Police was institutionally racist to then find out yes they are. 
Yeah, Why would at you least do that? have the meeting. Like, even if you, even you're not like, going to be genuine, I'm sorry, have a meeting. Chris Cabba has just been murdered by your police officers. Mm. So go to the go to the damn meeting. Yeah, like what? Like, yeah, it's just tone deaf, isn't it? Like, <sighs> it's actually awful. Literally, it's... like your police officers are being investigated for killing a man. Yeah, and kill, yeah. killing a black man. It's fucking so, like no, I just cannot with these people, man. No. But something else that I wanted to talk about um, that's yeah. kind of linked to this is like all of these climate activists. Where are the fucking police? <laughs> when they're... I've been watching videos today of them like tying themselves because they were in Shoreditch this weekend blocking the roads off. And I was watching mm-hmm. videos and there's like people dragging them out the road and they're like, why do we pay our taxes? Where are the police? And it's all the angry East London like mums and dads. And it, I was thinking, yeah, where are the fucking police? Because if these were black people, they'd have the batons out the, they'd the have the horses would be charging the police yeah. the police would know the time the dates and everything of the protests and they'll be there they'll have their horses ready they'll have their barricades up you know mm. they'll, they'll be waiting it's fucking and then, crazy then they'll be inciting violence but yeah. That, yeah but actually so so there's protesters in Shoreditch and then so and so other people are just like where are the police what are we paying like true yeah. what are you paying your taxes for yeah, maybe because, think like, about that. Maybe maybe think and don't why vote. Why the police? For... The police are never there when it comes to white people. When it comes to white protests. Yeah, <laughs> good point. <laughs> They're not there. You make a point there. <laughs> <laughs> They're not there. You snitched on yourself. <laughs> Literally, like it's true. You guys keep yeah. saying about how you're here to protect and whatever, but like you only show up for the black and brown po- protests. It's true. And it, it again, it just shows when people people only like loud about things that inconvenience them because it's like, oh, what do I pay my taxes on? I'm sure this is like, like, I don't know the guy who shouted it, but this is probably one inconvenience. You're not having to think about institutional racism like all the time. You're not, you don't have, you probably don't have so many barriers that make you think mm. all the time, where are my taxes going? So like this one small, like, well, to be fair, if that was me who's being blocked in, I would be fucking fuming. But like this, this is the one thing that's going to trigger you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the thing is, it makes sense though, because it's like, because what are their taxes going on? The taxes are going on the police killing black people. Like this, so mm. it's true. What what are our taxes paying for? You keep saying that you put more police on the streets and whatever, um, but it seems like. But obviously, we know that more police on the streets means more black people being disproportionately stopped. And but mm. then that's the thing. It's like so all these there's meant to be all these extra police on the streets but you guys aren't there when it comes to like when it, when it comes to the when it comes to white people protesting and doing stupid things and barricading yeah. roads you guys aren't there you know it's just like that and it's true what is this taxes paying for mm. it's pay and basically it's getting to the point where no the taxes are being paid for um for police to be going hunting down and killing black people apparently like using yeah. AI that is that it hasn't been tested out that isn't that isn't biased, mm. you know. So it's, it's just crazy. like what exactly? Yeah. To be honest, he has a point. What is the taxes being used for? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the, yeah there was that that happened this weekend and these people protesting about oil I'm not going to pretend I know anything about oil like I, I, I'm not mm. I see it in the news there's problems with oil I don't know anything about oil but um, I think there, there was, there's been a few protests so like 
this uh, today actually the Dartford crossing the bridge um, mm. a man basically two men at 4am climbed up the top of the bridge and if you're not from the UK go and look look at a picture of this Dartford crossing bridge it is <laughs> fucking high like that is terrifying they climbed all the way to the top and we're pointing at the oil tanks in the background like rah, 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 rah. we're buying all this oil and that just I thought fucking but hell what, what I don't like about this type of pro- um of protest yeah is that like they they have no regard for their own lives <laughs> and it's just it's just getting to the point where it's like this is just a bit much like when yeah. I watched that um, Extinction Rebellion documentary mm. like it's like they start off and it's like they start off and it's like oh you guys have a strong argument and the things you're doing okay I get it and then they just start to go overboard and it's like yeah. It's crazy. Can we have like it's get it's just middle getting ground. a bit much. Like yeah, can we have middle ground? Can we have it's like, is it that deep that you guys are okay risking your own life? Like, did you are you guys like former former climbers? Do you have all the equipment to be up there? Because if you don't, you don't have no abseiling equipment to be making sure that you're safe, then you shouldn't be yeah. up there. Like this is just dangerous. That's a public health violation, and it's just not. It's not like. If something happened to you and people were driving on Dartford Bridge, like that is traumatizing for mm. a lot of people. Yeah, not just it's not so just you. Dangerous. There's a lot of other people that you're traumatizing in that in that mm. situation, and it's just like nah. Yeah, but I kind of like I feel like if I understood the context of why they're doing it, I probably would agree with what they're doing. But I I feel like I'm not gonna lie. Not- I understand mm. why they're doing it though, because I understand about like the oil and whatever. But I feel like none of, none of everything that they do just doesn't make sense because it's like, cool, they're getting attention and whatever. But I just, and, but I just don't see how it, that's, people are looking at them like they're stupid. Like, but do you like, not think like in the history, like that Emily Pankhurst who threw herself in front of horses and like slave rebellions and stuff like that is sometimes it's got to be the most like, like loud and like, risky thing that you've got to do to like get anywhere so I kind kind of mm. at the same time okay throwing yourself in in front of horses and stuff like that like it was in a situation that was like in relation to the what what they were doing right like so like horses were there and she threw herself in front of the horses right they're climbing up the bridge (laughs) and no one asked them to be there True. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no one asked them to be on the to be on the bridge. <laughs> so, you know, like you know, like we can go to Stonewall. Okay, throwing a brick, in throwing a brick at um at the pub. Like okay, fine, yeah. that made sense. Because you, know you were what all I mean? there. Yeah, yeah, reactive there. rather than proactive. <laughs> yeah, like they were all there. They were having a protest, and they threw a brick. You know. Mm. That was something that actually made a message. It, it was a stance, but this whole because like that's the thing. Watching when I watched the rebellion, yeah, and there was um yeah. an Indian woman who she's a lawyer and stuff like that, and she was, and she started to listen hearing Extinction Rebellion. Then she was like, actually, I understand what you're what you're doing, and then she super glued herself in front of Shell. That made sense. That's yeah. something that could go down in history books. Do you know what I mean? She, it's grew, true. she glued herself in front of Shell. Makes sense. An oil company. They're on the Dartford Bridge. Okay, cool. They're putting at the oil tanks behind them. But <laughs> everybody's just thinking, why are these people on the fucking bridge? 
Yeah. You know, yeah. no no one's looking at the oil tanks because they're looking at them on the, yeah. on the damn bridge. Do they're you know what I mean? They're probably thinking, are these people like, okay, someone trying to like hurt themselves. They're probably thinking the exactly. worst. Exactly. <laughs> There's lots of things. Yeah. And it's I just do... getting to the point of like, you guys mm. have no... Yeah, they don't care for their lives. Yeah. But then I... <laughs> I also think a better way of doing this, and I'm not, uh, I don't know if I should be the one criticizing, but a better way of doing this surely is not to promote stalking, but find out where the MPs live, get a gang of you to just lay outside their house or whatever. Do you know what I mean? If you're going to lay around, block their driveway so they can't get to work. Like block, block them in, like find where these MPs live. The people with actual power, maybe even the people that oil own the oil companies, like get, get, Loads of you, not just three or four of you laying in the road. Get a lot of you and go go and do it outside their houses instead of doing it in these random like working class areas well, where people thing. have just normal dro- jobs. Well, that's why I would say outside the buildings. I wouldn't say outside people's houses, you know, people like, people just want to live. You know, do it outside Downing Street, cool. But, you know, like everybody, <laughs> like their, their address is public. I know, but like, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, sometimes you have to keep do like there's patience and keeping doing things when it gets to the mm. point where it's like now they're doing random things and it's like you guys are just begging for attention that's what's yeah. been making people not want to listen yeah like the van gogh thing sorry that was fucking that made me laugh like why are they throwing tomato soup uh painting and then gluing themselves to the walls the national gallery which <laughs> like <laughs> random and they were and like, like people can't afford tomato soup and I was thinking well look at you you've just wasted a tin of tomato soup <laughs> wait wait that's they shouted people can't yeah, afford tomato soup they said soup. people people can't afford this because the oil prices and the cost of living blah 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 blah. and I was thinking you've kind of just shown your privilege like you're just throwing away a, a, a tin of tomato that soup that is fucking mad it is that is <laughs> Ooh, I can't this is what I mean by these people like it's like everything they're doing is just so lost because you can just see that they are privileged people mm. a lot of them and yeah it's like they it's have like nowhere that, to be they're, they're literally like, doing it because they're bored that's why none of their protests are hitting yeah just like true. when they decided that they wanted to climb on top of the tube trains it didn't hit because they were dis- they were disadvantaging a lot of working class people it did not hit yeah do you know what i yeah. mean like everything they're doing just isn't like yeah it doesn't just- hit and there's there's something a bit dry like even when they're pulled out of the roads they just act like they're dead bodies and they get dragged to it's like you you come across like you're not human like there's something weird about what's going on you just get back up and then sit back down like there's no sort of emotion or conviction when they're you know it talking reminds about what me they want. they're just it zombies me. remember that protest <laughs> that they did where they decided to um splatter blood everywhere and chain themselves together pretending that they were cows remember <laughs> that one and then you had that one black guy there as well and everyone was like mate that is not it please that is not it like please don't don't be willing willingly chaining yourself up yeah. pretending, you know like we done we done come come back through slavery please mate please you don't need to be doing that like every, everything they're doing don't hear that and i yeah, think that's what the issue is it's like everything they're doing isn't anything to write home about in the history books right now like mm. that first extinction rebellion stuff was something with the pink bow and stuff like that but everything mm. else is just now it's just going too far that it's not it's not doing anything because like extinction rebellion 
actually did something with, they got the UK to say that there is a climate crisis. And then every other country, big countries around the world had to all agree that there was a climate crisis, you know? Mm. They did something in that. But then everything now, everybody's looking side-eyeing them, looking at them like they're stupid. Like they're not doing anything more like, like the other pro, um, protests which have actually been go down in the history books like you know yeah. throwing yourself in front of horses like throwing a throwing a brick for the stonewall rights do you know what i mean yeah like no everything else now is not going down in the history books as as changing yeah. it just looks like yeah. you're their attention seeking and that yeah, they just have no care for their life and like maybe it's just me but i don't understand what what they want like I understand yeah the government needs to take more action to like tackle climate change but like I don't know I just don't feel like their message is clear enough or their social media presence isn't big enough like because I personally don't have time to go and look into it maybe I should to understand what's really going on but like it would be a bit better if they were a bit clearer like about this is happening and we're trying to stop it because we're doing this not like oh we're up we're up on the bridge today Look at these Show oil the oil tanks. tanks behind us. Yeah, the government needs to do something. It's like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Just, I just, I feel like, yeah, just everything they're doing, it's just, it's just screaming privilege and it's just like, yeah. I don't know what you want from us. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, Quasi Kwatang. He's gone already. I think we we announced mm. that he's the new chancellor like a couple of weeks ago, and now he's, no, he's not gone. the chancellor anymore. He was sacked by Liz Truss, um, and now they've hired Jeremy Hunt to kind of patch things up somehow. Save but the day. I feel like what what's happened is Liz thinks that this will make people trust her, but it's not going to because she's yeah. she's just not a we trustworthy don't trust person. Liz, Liz trust. We don't. We don't trust she's her. Not, I don't think she's got public trust. She hasn't got trust from her party. She she's just like a weird, weird character that doesn't really yeah. seem to be have a strong voice on anything except growth, 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 economic growth, economic growth, blah blah blah. And that, mate, I feel what are you like, talking about? Yeah, it's like, are you a robot? Are you okay? Um, but yeah, so this new chancellor's come in and they've um scrapped the cu- the mini budget that Quasi um put together like a week ago. <laughs> it's just embarrassing, all I these just, U-turns. But the thing is, is that what I don't like is how they're all blaming it on Quasi and how Liz <laughs> and how Miss We Don't Trust Her Trust um mm. is blaming it all on Quasi when she is th- he's she's the one who would have gone and signed off on it and put it together with him yeah or would have said this is what i want go put this together because like because even to the point where he had to he was telling everyone this is not a budget it's a mini budget it's a mini budget yeah do you know what i mean even even that wording where he's trying to downplay what it is but mm. then it crashed the economy regardless yeah like the thing is like and as well they're all trying to ask him oh well, so did you just come up with this did this trust sign off and, and then it it was just like, well, of course she signed off. Like, yeah, no, like he's it's Liz. Liz Truss is the one who's doing things without consult consulting the rest of her parliament. Like, 
Um, yeah, yeah. Like, and the thing is, he's just carrying out the job that he was told to do. And again, this is just like just showing us how black and brown people in that conservative party, guys, like you're you're there for the di- ticking that diversity quota, but you're all used <laughs> scapegoats. They're ready. Yeah, they're ready to the throw fall. you under the bus. They're ready. Yeah. They're ready to do that. And it's they, true. They've done been doing that all the time. It's so true because like even it's it's like when you stop advantaging them then you go mm-hmm. like you make one mistake yeah. which was a fucking horrific mistake from quasi there but like but you make but a the mistake thing is, and like, you're can gone we straight blame, away like and this is what my my issue is is that can we blame that mistake just on him no we can't no <laughs> like, we can't we and can't like, just blame uh, it on him alongside of that you know the conservative um party member sean bailey or no, he is he a party member? He was um part of the London whatever it is, the London Assembly, mm. uh, conservative representation. He was running for mayor of London against um Sadiq Khan, and he mm. um he basically was um at those Christmas parties that they had during lockdown, and oh. there was like him. He was the only black face, I think, maybe two black faces in the room, and he was the one that had to quit. <laughs> out of all of the other people, yeah. conservative people there, he was the one that had all to quit. All of them are and not leaving like, their jobs. Yeah, and what, yeah. I, what I just don't understand about these black and brown people is that like, you know what they're doing. And of course you guys are going through a hard time. You guys are facing the same hardships that that, if, that all other black and brown people face. Like don't, there's no denying that because mm. you're facing the same discrimination because it's only you guys that are, that have to, that are taking the fall. It's only the black and brown people that have to it's resign. True. Yeah. So you guys are taking like, cause it just reminds me of kind of like, like I just think about what my mum went through with her workplace mm. and stuff like that, and and it's just like, my, like my mum went through a lot of shit, yeah, mm. and it's just like, and which really kind of like, you know, like just no better words it really fucked fucked her up basically mm. like she went through so much shit in that place like after and after being there for over 20 years and stuff mm. like that and still that's how they treat her regardless mm. and it's just like they're doing the same thing to these people but it's just like it's like they've been trained to just take it yeah and and it just confuses me because it's like you guys you guys know what they're doing to you. You you knew that when you did that mini budget that you probably have to resign afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so embarrassing. And it just shows you how much of a sellout some of them are because it's like, you will literally sell your soul to the devil. Like you, you literally don't give a shit. Like your reputation yeah. has gone down the drain and you're going to be known as probably the worst chancellor of all time. Yeah, but and the shortest one as well. Yeah. Apparently there was one person who was short whose term was shorter and but basically he died in yeah, office. I, was, I thought you were gonna say he died. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, not oh. funny, but like mad. Yeah, but it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like Yeah, yeah. So I, I honestly I just I'm embarrassed for him. I'm embarrassed for these because um journalist Afua Hirsch, she posted a picture on um Instagram of um, some of the black MPs and not MPs, just black, I think, yeah, black MPs and black Tory party members and like people like that who have close links to the Conservative Party and um, how they've just been 
like treated like dirt, treated like the absolute yeah. like scapegoats. Even one one served prison time because um, he took the fall for something. I think it was some sort of fraud on expenses. Time. Yeah, yeah, honestly, the and fuck? it's like it it just it's just embarrassing. It's it embarrassing. Is. It is. Oh, I just uh, cannot. I just. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Like, we knew there was going to be a U-turn anyway, but it's just like, mm. we knew this mini budget was going to get scrapped when the economy crashed. So, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm just, I think I'm just tired. Like, because the Conservative Party are really trying to push this. Oh yeah, look how diverse we are. We've got all the blacks and the Asians here. But yeah they really don't make it promising because it's like, we can see that it's it's like the whole, remember in films where um, if there was ever a black person in a film and a TV show, you know that they're going to die in the first episode. It's yeah. like that. Yeah, like, it is. It's literally like that. <laughs> you know, you see them in the first episode. If you see them, they have one line and then you're just seeing the camera on them a lot. You know they're going to die. You know they're disappearing. Yeah, yeah. You see you the know. zoom ins and like when you hear the noises and the creaks and stuff, you see their face and you're like, oh, yeah. it's time. It's oh, time. This person's going to die. Like we're yeah. going to see them after this episode. <laughs> you know, so it's like and the, the only time that didn't happen was Doctor Who when you, you had um, Martha as the doctor's assistant. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, Has new Doctor Who started yet with the guy from Sex Education? Oh no, not yet. I don't think so. I don't even know I'm when they gonna start. Watch that. I always miss them. I would. I'm definitely gonna watch that. Yeah, definitely. It's such a vibe. I, I'm really excited. Definitely. <laughs> I love him as an actor. Yeah. Same. I am. Um, I think I told you this. I saw Otis from Sex Education in a bar the other day. Oh yeah, you did mention. <laughs> I was walking downstairs and he was walking up and I like he was walking in actually. I looked at him and I smiled and he smiled. I was like, ah, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. But he's well tall. He's like over six foot. Oh really? Yeah. He looks like um, he's a tall baby, isn't it? Yeah, he's got like such a baby face. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he's probably like late twenties, but he looks like a baby. Yeah. Um, Ugh, anyway, yeah, so anyway. <laughs> this, uh, so we haven't really spoken about Nicki Minaj's feuds because I feel like she just gets boring to talk about because she's always got something going on, like feuds or like something I'm to do with her husband. I'm never following any of them, you know. Yeah, because she's always arguing with like everyone, but um, she's um, got into a feud with Lotto, the rapper, um, the one that sounds like Rihanna. Does she sound like her? What's the song? And it she sings like the fantasy yeah. remix with Mariah Carey. Oh, I don't think it's that one. There was a different yeah. song. Who and sounds she like sounded Rihanna? kind of she sounded a bit like Rihanna. Oh, was that Bia? Song. Yeah, Bia, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, this is a different yeah. one. We're the really one with Mariah not Carey. Good I know which song. American female rappers. <laughs> oh, I'm not good with anyone because I don't know people like that. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Um, right, so this article it says is from uh, Variety. Uh, it's only the first week of the first round of voting rounds of the Grammys, but the awards process has already stirred up major controversy in the hip hop world and beyond, bringing sparring between rappers Nicki Minaj and Lotto out into the open after Minaj said she felt the Recording Academy was showing a bias towards Lotto in the way that. Like it, in a way, their work was being categorized. Interesting. I actually haven't read much on this, but I know that Nikki's mm. just, you know, going Beefing. off. 
Yeah. As the Twitter war began between the two, um, Thursday night and Friday morning, God, it went on for ages. Um, Minaj <laughs> called the newcomer an entitled Karen. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, wow. <laughs> Why is she call her Karen? Is she, she's not white. No, it's the Bob though. I think it's the Bob. Oh, that's making her look like a Karen. Apparently. Yeah. Um, but then Lotto told her, well, she said Nicki Minaj is a 40 year old bully, which is true. Um, because yeah. <laughs> she actually doesn't like any of the female rappers. Like, who does she like except Bia? I think she just about likes Bia. But I just feel like with Nicki Minaj as well, I feel like she likes to get into beef with people when she's threatened, isn't it? Because, like, yeah. why, like, this is a newcomer. Nicki Minaj mm. has been here for a while. Is it has Nicki Minaj not won a Grammy or anything? Is that the reason why? Like, maybe what, what is it? Like, it's just jealousy. Yeah, but it's just like get over it. Yeah, and it just like just rest because you are like one of the best of all time. Like we don't yeah, need. Yeah, we kn- we know that. Like, you and it's ruining okay. your reputation. But the thing yeah. is, though, but she was even beefing little Kim though as well, and it's just like, yeah. What can and we Megan. do? Yeah, she beef everyone. I think she beefs people that like. I think she is a bully because she does it strategically. So she wouldn't beef people that have been in the game longer than her and have like really well, yeah, established. Yeah, because she beefed little Kim though. So yeah, she but did people that. that people that have like established fan base, like Beyonce, like people that have power, like Beyonce yeah. is married to Jay Z, who owns like massive record label. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Like she doesn't come for certain people, but she go- goes for others that she knows it will be easier targets or that yeah. like to argue online. Because little Kim, I feel like she does like to argue online. Like she she's got into things before, hasn't she online? So Nikki mm. probably thought, oh. Because I thought it was like a whole respectability thing because it's kind of like, and it was a similar thing, like how Nikki wanted respect from Cardi B, like, but mm. Nikki didn't give that respect to Lil Kim. Yeah. Even though, yeah. like, let's let's be real, everybody has modeled their look from Lil Kim. Yeah. But then I reckon Nikki wouldn't, I, I don't know if she's done it before, but I don't think she'd shade like the older school ones like um, Queen Latifah and The Brat and things like that. I can't imagine she'd come for like the 80s then, kind they're of They're not rappers. really on the internet though, are they? <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> you know, like, they're yeah. just not in... And like Queen Latifah is like established actor. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it's but true. Every, but, but then, then when everybody modelled themselves from Lil' Kim... Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, what? Wh- why are you beefing her? Just like, yeah, let her live her life. It's true. It's and, true. And have, and have respect because, like, because really, most because everybody is like, we're in this era of female rapper where everything is about sex and like, yeah, and sex appeal, and that is all kind of modeled from Lil Kim because all of her mm-hmm. rap raps um and music was about sex and sex appeal yeah like explicit you know, yeah yeah because as well like we can talk about missy elliott but people don't want to talk about her because mm. like missy elliott rapped about sex but like because at that time she didn't have that desirability mm. of that sex appeal as much as she was rapping about it like people mm-hmm. weren't listening in that yeah. sense but even though like but then she even but missy elliott is like one of the best as well yeah she is yeah um, but this article it continues so mm-hmm. Lotto even referred to Nicki Minaj as my idol turned rival as the conversation went nuclear and then she also said super freak super freaky grandma 
is married and related to fucking rapists. You ain't gonna bully me, bitch. My idol turn rival now, you hating. Oh my God. That's to hilarious. be fair, someone needed to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Super freaky grandma. That's so funny. Mm. <laughs> That's Mad. And she also ever. said, um, she said, I've ignored countless subtweets since March and instead addressed them with you in the DMs. You're asking why I didn't speak up in your defense. Oh, so there's just more. And then <laughs> it's just a load of shit. And then Nikki said, this Karen has probably mentioned my name in over a hundred interviews. She said she waited in a line for Pink Friday with her Barbie chain on, bangs pink hair, but today scratched off Scratch off decides to be silent rather than speak up for black women. Oh, <laughs> a God. black woman she calls her biggest inspiration. But then Nikki, you're like colorist. Surely yeah. like she's Nikki's always, always been nasty to black women. Yeah. And does she Definitely. have the energy for like the people she's collaborated with that are non-black, like uh, Ariana Grande and Jessie J and all these other girls no she don't but she no. did have it for Miley and Cyrus Jesse Nelson as well oh yeah Jesse Nelson <laughs> she's speaking up for Jesse Nelson yeah and then they dropped her from the label like <laughs> oh god that that did not last long <laughs> no it didn't and I'm glad it didn't actually that's a mean thing to say <laughs> Uh, it wasn't entertaining though it was embarrassing it was was embarrassing I think I'm glad it didn't either I feel like I'm sorry Mm. because as well she she had got on some high horse and Mm. then she was being rude to the other girls I'm sorry she was given racist yeah it's just the the faces she was pulling and stuff as well like the character yeah caricature that she created and then <laughs> and then she started be, she started beefing the other little mixed girls i'm sorry it was just given yeah you know and how liana tried to speak to her about oh i think you're doing a bit of cultural appropriation and she didn't want to hear it so it's mm-hmm. like, i'm sorry it's given racism that's yeah. what it's given. It's given, oh, Nicki Minaj said that it's okay. So <laughs> let me go about my business instead of do some learning. Yeah, it's true. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, I don't really have much more to you. No, I think we just touched on this. Um, yeah, Stormzy, our fave is back. but like I just actually I just want to say about how I actually I really liked the video of um Mel made me do it that's the song's called Mel made me do it oh yeah 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 and I like how what I just like about Stormzy is how you can see the influence he has and Mm. like you can see how he is and I just like that he is speaking he wants to elevate and speak up for the rest of the black community in the UK mm. you know he wants to keep making pushing pushing everyone higher kind of thing yeah and how and I just like how he does that with in how he does that in his videos how he does that um mm. in his music and as much as people want to hate and whatever he still carries on trying to stay on that agenda of no but i'm gonna make sure everybody's going higher like mm. like i am like i may yeah, be the like popular everyone's one. gonna eat yeah it's kind of like i may be the one that's popular at the moment but i'm still gonna shout out the greats i'm still gonna have respect mm. for for these people i'm gonna even look at the people who are coming up under coming up 
beneath me. I'm going to, and I'm even looking at everybody in all the different industries as well. And I can mm. see what everybody, we're all doing because, and it's just this whole idea of creating, kind of like creating that empire in the UK mm. because like we don't have it like, because the way fame is what works in the UK, it's like, okay, everybody's neighbors, everybody just is chilling mm. down the street kind of thing, you know? Whereas like in America, there's more of that, that kind of fame and glory that comes of it. Mm. And I like, it's kind of like building that. Yeah. 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 I agree actually. Um, yeah. It was nice to see him bring like loads of old faces into the video and it just shows you as well mm -hmm. how much respect people have for him because he yeah. clearly is really well liked and really genuine and really talented because like the best of the best all came out for him um and even wiley didn't have something bad to say about this one <laughs> he's <laughs> wiley said that he liked this one so it was kind of like nice. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the hide and seek one that he did um like no. his new music video it came out like a couple days ago it's really cute it's about like him and a girl and um, like romance and stuff. It's really uh -huh. cute, like the music video. I think I saw a tweet um, about it, but I didn't realize he had a new video. Yeah, yeah, it came out the other day. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for his new new stuff to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, me too. In the sense, just like, I just like Stormzy for the culture. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, literally. I don't even have to like grime music to the point. And I think that's what, that's why people are kind of, you got, I feel like that's why there's this kind of jealousy around Stormzy. Like mm. he he is a pop artist. Okay, he is a pop artist now. Yeah. And so what? <laughs> like yeah. You know, he's doing the bits and and yeah, I'm and I am i am going to like the pop side of it. Mm. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, same. It's just nice. Like he's yeah, he's a good good egg from the UK. I like him. Yeah. And he's trying. He's trying to bring everybody on and people just want to beef. And it's like, okay, you can beef. Mm. But, but there's nothing I can do. <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. But yeah, that was a, that's all I have to say on him. But Yeah, same. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to inject it? Yeah, I don't know what though. Oh, actually I do. I do. Um <laughs> I think I need to like trust my intuition, trust my decisions a bit more. Um, mm -hmm. Just trust myself. That's mine. <laughs> okay. I think <laughs> I'm. I think I'm injecting rest. Mm. I <laughs> like actually... that. That's, that's suddenly made me want to sleep. <laughs> that's made me tired. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm injecting rest. I think sometimes it's like not all the time rushing around. Not all the time. I need to do this and I need to do that and I need to get to this place and I need to get to this, this do this, whatever. Mm. Yeah. And especially just because obviously I'm ill today. Like I just yeah. feel like sometimes you just need to lie down mm -hmm. and yeah, just, and just get well rested. And yeah, then take like, a rest. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of, I feel like sometimes even like with like kind of, being mentally exhausted can start to come out physically and mm. start to manifest physically and sometimes it's like you just forget that your body needs rest now yeah. and then so yeah that's what I'm injecting nice like it yeah but anyway hope you guys enjoyed this episode this week mm -hmm. um yeah you can find us at injected underscore pod 
on Instagram and on Twitter and use the hashtag Injected Podcast um, and tweet us if you'd like to. Love that. And, and five star reviews on Spotify and on Apple, please. Yeah, keep um, on coming. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah, I'm Alexandra. <laughs> you can find me at <laughs> ALXNDR underscore NIC on Instagram. And I'm Diana, and you can find me at D-E-A-N-N-N-A-B underscore on Instagram. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it for us this week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>